Welcome, everyone, to Marketing, Management, and Money, the podcast all things small business. Uh, we're pretty excited today to be hosting Jonathan Price. So Jonathan Price is the founder of Down for Sound Shop, and in the span of just five years, he went from working out of his parents' attic to a $20 million in sales annually online in the car audio industry. And this is something that's kind of unheard of, not only in this sector, but pretty pretty rare period. Uh, so now uh, JP has a thriving YouTube community of fellow base heads uh, with a half a million subscribers and coaches others on creating their passion business. So Jonathan, welcome to the show. Uh, I guess I have uh, two questions for you to kick off. Uh, one, do you prefer to go by Jonathan or JP? Uh, JP is cool, and thank you for having me on as well. <laughs> so, uh, but here's the real question that I want to uh, dive in with, and that is: so going from kind of the the classic startup model to 20 million in sales, uh, pretty sensational. How much of that was intentional, and how much of that was you were just at the right place at the right time? Yeah, so um, I would say that the majority of it was intentional. I just didn't know how big it was going to get as fast as it did. Um, so that's the short of that. <laughs> so, so, so you're telling me that you had such a great opportunity that you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go for this. I just don't know how long it's going to take me to be a $20 million company. Yeah, well, I, I had no idea that it would grow into what it is uh, today. But when I so <laughs> before I got got started in it, I was working a full time job. Like just like I guess everybody has a very similar story. Uh, full time job with a lot of overtime. Uh, I was pumping gas at an airport was my main job, okay. and I had uh, I was also waiting tables, cutting grass, and uh, <laughs> detailing cars and airplanes all at the same time. So the only thing that I knew at that time was that I, I needed to basically trade hours of my life for dollars, like so many people do. So um, anyway, uh, finally. I got fired from my job of 10 years of uh, my full-time job of pumping gas at an airport. And uh, so that kind of put my back up against the wall and like, you have to figure something out. And I was already starting to dabble in the car audio thing and, uh, and build my social media. Like I was building it, but I just thought at the time that I was building it to be cool on the internet. Like okay. I didn't think it was ever going to be a business or anything. So I just was building it to be cool. But now I know that since I was doing it that way for so long, like this organic building of it, it eventually, once I started my business, it turned into a huge cash thing for me because all those people had, they felt like they knew me personally, like they oh, were yeah, following sure. me for so long. So they're like, Oh, I want to support this guy. So once I started the business, a lot of those people like subscribers and followers converted into customers. So that, that was like a huge uh, leg up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot that I want to unpack here and I hope that you're pretty open to it because in our podcast, we get a lot of businesses that are trying to do it. And I think one of the things that you hit on that is a big leg up for you, I mean, as you mentioned, is that you already had this following. It was pretty organic. It was pretty natural. I've seen a lot of businesses try and force a following you know, they, they, they've read a few books or listened to, you know, some, some influencers that are just like, oh, yeah, you got to do this, you know, and take my seven-step program and you can have, you know, three million followers. And, and they try and force a following. 
you were fortunate to be organic, but how would someone who's trying to start a business, I mean, how many years did it take you of being organic? And is this a pathway that you would recommend for others? Or was this kind of a unique situation that worked for you? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend like having a social media, but like you said, so many do it backwards. Like they'll start a business and there's nothing wrong with that, but the backwards way that from the way that I did it is a person will start a business and they're like, Oh, we need to create a social media for our business. So when you're trying to do it that way, how much like we're bombarded with ads and product like reviews like all day long when you go to social media everywhere you turn like you're bombarded with this so like most people are like exit out exit out get out of here I don't want to see another product shoved in my face or whatever so trying to do it backwards like that is just more difficult I'm not saying it can't be done but it's more difficult to do it that way so when you start your so my uh, channel is called the life of price. Um, and, and it's that because it's not, it's mainly car audio stuff, but it's also other things, me traveling, going skydiving, going like doing all these random things like that I share in my life. So, um, but anyway, so I was sharing these things and it was mostly car audio. So people were following me because I was taking my vehicle at the time, which had a very large car audio system in there. I was taking it to these car audio shows and people would get in there and listen to it. It would just blow their minds. So obviously them having these reactions to this very large, crazy car audio system was, uh, great content for people to watch. Like, Oh, I can't believe that that girl's hair flew all around her, his windshield blew out, like, wow, like this. So anyway, people that think that it's cool, they're like, I want to have a system that's uh, a cool system as well. So uh, those people end up being, like, converted into customers these days. So, um, and yes, I, I heard you say that people say, oh, seven-step program to build three million followers online. Most of those is from buying your following. There's so many people out there, like I know of several of them that pay for bot followers. And like, I'm like, who who are you really fooling at the end of the day? There's a couple of ways that you can figure that out. Say a person has a million followers, but you click on their, their videos or latest videos or posts or whatever. And they have a hundred views. You're like, I know that's bald. I know, like people, so people are then, you may fool them at the beginning, but once they start looking into your stuff more, they're like, this guy's a fraud. Like he's, he's not authentic. So it's actually going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. In my opinion, if you do it the easy, like you do it the bald way. So, and I know a lot of people out there like, man, I'm, I'm a plumber. How do I build a social media following being a plumber or a landscaper or whatever? I promise you there's people out there that's doing like crazier jobs than that. And they make videos of it and people find it interesting. Like you just have to find a way to make it kind of spicy, if you will, like, Mm -hmm. like do it differently. So, but there's people out there say for, I follow this guy that he cuts people's grass for free. Like he'll go through a neighborhood and see a house that's all overgrown and everything. He'll knock on the door. Hey, I'll clean up your yard for free. If you let me video it. And the dude's like, he's getting millions of views. Like <laughs> I'm like, and this is just some people are watching him cut somebody's yard and clean <laughs> right. it up. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like people think that what they're doing isn't interesting or people won't follow them for it. Like, if you had a candle business and you were showing people like, Oh, this is how I make them. Like 
cool. Like people like follow you for that. But anyway, so that's kind of how I built the social media. And I think doing it the authentic way is the way. Yeah, you you don't have to like drive back to my questions. I love when you go off on these tangents because that's really that's the meat, that's the crux of of what's going on, and you know. So, but mm-hmm. I do have something that I want you to clarify on. So, okay, you stated that you know you're showing your traveling, you're showing your skydiving. That's kind of cool stuff. How important do you think that is to your social media success? You know, because if, if you've got a business owner, let's say, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a grease monkey and I'm turning wrenches. And you're saying, mm-hmm. well, anyone can do this. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't travel. I, and when I do travel, it's not, it's not all that exotic. And so I don't want to put that on my social media. I'm a private person. So I don't, I don't want to show everyone, you know, my home life. How, how important right. do you think that piece was for your success? Um, and is that something, you know, is that an angle that people need to be creative? Because, you know, you're saying do something creative here. Uh, could you talk on that a lot? Because I, I get a lot of people that ask that question, that want to know, what should I be doing? Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's different. So I'm not saying that my way is the right way. It's just a way. Sure, like, I, sure. I did it this way, so I'm sharing the way. Um, people, like, I think so many owners of companies are so reclusive and so out of the way. And that's okay if people want to be super private and everything like that. But I'm like, man, there's so much untapped potential there because when people see that you're trying to help people and you're not like, let me make all this money, keep it to myself, live in my, my big house or whatever. Like, let me just be in the shadows and not like, I'm not going to help anybody. I'm just going to, to, in, I don't know, in my mind, it's like, take, 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 and like, and hoard it, like hold mm-hmm. on to it. Don't tell anybody like people don't want to be in the light and everything like that, which again, uh, if that's what people want to do, that's fine. Like it's your business. Um, but me, I've always been like a helper and a giver. Like, so, and, as my success has grown, so has my giving. But, um, I think it's, it's a really big thing and people seeing the, like, we'll just use my example or whatever, the owner of the company. I mean, I have a big social media following, so they've already seen me kind of anyway, but sometimes people want to see who you are, just on any given day. Like, what do you do when you wake up in the morning? What do you like? What do you like to eat? What, like, do you like dogs? Do you like <laughs> whatever? So, um, anyway, like my personal Facebook page has been, uh, more so that, but I mean, on my YouTube and Instagram and stuff, I'll share like, I got a new puppy or whatever. Like, so they, they, I think they see that you're another, you're a person just like them. You like you, cause you see a lot of people that they will only do a video if they're hair and makeup is perfect or like they don't have a pimple or whatever. Like they, they'll wait. So every time you see them, they're this absolute perfect person in as perfect as they can be. But you're like, man, this person never has a bad day or they never have a bad hair day or something in their teeth or a pimple or whatever. Like, so it also makes people think I can't like, uh, I can't really get on the same page with this person because every time I see them, they're absolutely perfect. And I've never seen them like have any type of issue. So uh, it makes them feel like I have issues all the time. <laughs> so anyway, I'll go like live on my Facebook uh, page. We, we do that a lot and do like giveaways and stuff. And 
I mean, I'll have like a big pimple or whatever. I'm like, hey, coming to you live uh, today from Downford Sound, me and my huge zit right here. And people are like, ha, ha, ha. They're like laughing like it's cool that he'll just come on and like not worry about it because nobody's perfect or whatever. So anyway, like they get to I think it's um, in saying that I have over 30,000 people. I don't have a lot of friends on my personal Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I used to have like the max amount of 5,000 on my personal Facebook, but I'm like, I'm going to go through here and like weed out the people I don't actually know kind of in person or whatever. So I started bringing it down a lot. So I think where I have, I don't know, 1300 or whatever now, but my, my amount of people that are now following me is over 30,000 people that are just following my personal Facebook page. And on that, it's just me doing everyday life stuff playing with my dog, like taking my wife out to dinner or like uh, taking my daughter on a Starbucks date like that I do every Thursday. So anyway, they see like, oh, this guy's a uh, like everyday person like me. Mm-hmm. He, like, um, Or they learn like, man, I, I'd really like to spend more time with my daughter. Like, so I'm going to start a, I've had so many people um, like model after what I do like with my family or my wife or whatever because they're like man I can treat my wife better or I can take her on a trip or I can treat my my daughter better like I need to spend more time with them so it's kind of it's also kind of like a reminder that like I can do better but you kind of have to see it sometimes but anyway yeah that's a huge compliment and just congratulations for doing that and and I think one of the takeaways that I'm getting from this discussion is you know be a bigger person than just your business uh, which, which, which is interesting. Uh, I'm guessing you're a little younger than me, which is, you know, it's okay. But uh, I think with culturally, the way that I was brought up was kind of the generation of that idea of build a big business, build a big house, keep it to yourself, you know, put a, a sign of success was put the gate around everything. And, and, and I love the idea of breaking that down, uh, you know, going and saying, no, 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 a sign of success is sharing with everybody. You know, a sign of success is, is how many how many people can you have around you that are also sharing in that success? And I've seen uh, it, it does seem like there's a little bit of a cultural or demographic shift where older entrepreneurs, uh, you know, I know a guy, very successful, multimillionaire uh, business owner, and uh, he bought this massive house way away from everybody. And I, I haven't seen the guy out and about in years. You know, he just keeps to himself. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not my goal. You know, that's, that's not the direction right. that I want to go. So, so kudos to you. I, I think, I think that's awesome. Uh, let me let me kind of pivot back to uh, something. Let's talk about the car audio for a second. So, okay. how critical was this to your success? I mean, I, I get the impression that you have a passion for this, and it seems like you love to share this passion. But do you think that it, was it the car audio that helped you be successful? Was it the social media that helped you be successful? Is it a one-two punch combination of the two? You know, would you have had the same same level of success if you would have gotten into you know doing like dog grooming or something? I like, yeah. like let, let's let's talk a little bit about the car audio and specifically you know what what is your company? What's you know what's the competitive advantage? What you know what makes you successful in the car audio industry? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's like the car audio thing was, it was a huge uh, player in 
me becoming successful because it's something that I, I was doing already. I loved going to car shows. I loved having loud systems and like just over the top and everything. So it was like a one, two punch thing, like you said, because if you, uh, so many people go after the dollar, like they, they're like, I want to make a lot of money. How do I figure out a way just to make a lot of money? And they might get into making a lot of money, but they hate doing what they're doing. So mine, like, uh, since I loved going to doing all this stuff already and then turning it into something that I can make money off of. I'm like, awesome. I'm, I'm doing what I love to do. And now I'm making money off, like from it. So it was a, like you said, a one, two punch type of thing uh, for that reason. I, I, I enjoy going to, I mean, I still go all the time and that's what built my following a lot was I was going to these car shows so I'm from Mississippi and that's, that's where I was born and raised at. And I, I transplanted out to Las Vegas about seven years ago. And when I did that, that's when I started doing this full time, but just like, I guess everybody else's business started really slow. Like I was living with my girlfriend at the time. She's now my wife. Um, I don't know what she saw in me at the time cause I was flat broke. I just got fired down for sound. Wasn't making any money whatsoever. I was living in her uh, townhouse. It was, I'm like, man, because <laughs> people, people will see her now and they're like, uh, you have people say everything. And that's another thing being out there, being more open with your life online, you're open to some crazy comments. Like people are like, Oh, she's just using you. She's there for your money. I'm like, Bro, she was with me when I had nothing. Like yeah. I was, if, if it wasn't for her, I would have been probably on the street or something trying to figure out how to get this thing going. So I'm like, just get out of here with that. Uh, so anyway, so with sharing it uh, publicly and, and uh, having the YouTube thing it, and growing it organically, it was just kind of a uh, thing that went together. Like the, I like you're saying the one, two punch thing. Like it was a thing that grew together. So it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. So with that, what would you, what would you advise for, for businesses? You know, so, you know, here we are marketing management money. We try and talk to businesses and help them to grow and achieve, you know, the level of success that, that you're at. So what are some lessons learned? What are some things, you know, do you need a one, two punch? Is that, is that important? Uh, was that just right place, right time? Or what are some things you would have done differently? Maybe now that you, uh, you know, seen it from the other side. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things that I would say is, uh, get a mentor if, and specifically if you can find one that's already kind of in the business that you're, it doesn't have to be the same, for instance, my, uh, my mentor that I came across and found and has been huge in helping me like kind of guide me in the right direction and everything like that. Uh, he was into, uh, he sold car audio batteries. So whereas down for sound was going to be, and it started out as a online dealer of products. So people that wanted any type of speakers or whatever, they could come to me and uh, purchase it. So it, I sold his products on my website, but since he had already been doing like a car audio product sales for, I don't know, 12 years before I even mm -hmm. had an idea to like turn this into a business, there's a lot to, a lot of knowledge inside of that person that is invaluable. Like when you do podcasts with people and you share these things, it's, it's, I, I, you can't put a price on it, especially. And another thing I want to say is if you do find a mentor, 
please do what they say. Like, don't don't waste their time. And I, because I I always wondered why people have uh, programs for sale or like I'll be your mentor for X amount of dollars. The reason why, and I know it now, but is because so many people waste your time. They'll ask you a million questions. You'll spend a hundred hours like trying to help them out. And then you see them like six months later, you're like, hey man, like how's it going with the business and everything? Like, oh, I decided to not even try it. Um, you're like, what? Like, I just, I spent a hundred hours of my time, like trying to help you like do this. And you just decided to throw it in the trash. It's because they don't have anything invested into it. Any money that they had to uh, spend their time to get the money to give to you. So since they don't have anything invested into it, it's easy to throw it away. But if you're like, Hey, it's a thousand bucks or 10, I mean, people charge crazy amounts of money, but if somebody had to pay $10,000 to like do get mentored by you to learn the tricks of the trade and stuff, they would think twice about just throwing it in the trash. They're like, Oh, I I need to put this to work. I need to make my money back off of this. So they're more uh, likely to use it. So uh, mentor, big thing, uh, definitely get one. Um, it, it's, it's a great way to slingshot your business forward. Mm-hmm. So what about maybe some pitfalls? What are some things that uh, you wish you wouldn't have done uh, along the, uh, along the process for you? Oh, man, that's a hard one. I don't want to say I had this perfect road. Um, <laughs> but I always, one of my biggest things is I, I always say live two to three years behind your wins, your financial wins, uh, or it could be any type of win, but I'm like, because so many, I've read a ton of books and it seems like so many failures come from people celebrating too quickly. And I'm like, so anytime I have something like we, we have a big win or whatever, like the rainy days have to come. So if you're prepared for those, especially right now in, in the towns that we're in, economically it's it's showing that saving for the rainy days and having something set aside for right now is very important because when things start slowing down and if you were constantly most people as they like level up as they keep making more and more money they just increase their spending right alongside it so if if it turns around and goes the other way just for a couple of months people start going bankrupt like in just a couple of months because they're like they went from spending like making $10,000 a month. They were spending 9,500. They started making a hundred thousand dollars a month. They're spending 95,000. Like you can, you can always, like I know people that spend absurd amounts of money. Um, and it, so you can always outspend your in, income no matter what you're making. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to wait two or three years after like what I'm doing. So if I would have started like, 2021 was a huge year for us because all the stimulus checks were going out and people were having money. It was like everybody was winning the lottery, like a small lottery. (laughs) And we, if you've ever done or done research on lottery winners, 99% of them go broke within like a year or two. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. People, if you don't have to work for this money and it's just getting given to you, it's most of them are like, Oh, I'm going to spend it on this and it's gone. So, which was great for us because people were wanting to buy car audio. So it made a, a, our business uh, blow up like even faster. So going back to your thing, it was it luck or um, was it skill or whatever it, there, there's always a little bit of luck involved, but if you're, if you're want to always show up and you're always doing the work, you're positioning yourself to get lucky more often. So um, anyway, that made us uh, where we, 
were able to make, that was when we got close to like, we're right at $20 million a year that year. We went from like 12 million the year before to, uh, I think it was like 19 something and some change, whatever. So we, um, we were able to do that, but in my head, I'm like, I know this is not going to last. It's unsustainable. There's no way that this just uh, can keep being great like this forever. It's like, there's gotta be some sort of slowdown. So I'm like, okay, be smart. Don't like, don't go out doing stupid stuff, blowing all your money. Like, uh, so we did that. We just invested into the business, everything back into the business over and over and over. So we always had product to sell. So when it got to 2022, when the uh, supply chain shortages started happening, we were in a great position because I kept investing everything back into the business and we had a lot of stock. So that put us in a great position again for 2022 to make money, um, Whereas there wasn't a lot of uh, stimulus checks being given out then, but everybody else was out of product. So we were the only show in town to buy a product from. So it, it made it where we were able to have a, another great year. And even this year, like where it's like the economy slowing down and people were not spending as much money, but we're in business. You're always also pivoting into different ways. So what we've been doing is coming out with a lot of our own branded products. So we now have a household down for sound brand of products, which if you're doing your own products, you're able to make more money off of it. So Mm -hmm. even if we're flat or a little like, so right now we're trailing about 2% uh, down as to last year, but we're, I would say 75% of our sales is down for sound products now. So like, I'd rather make a little less money overall, like your total revenue, but your percentage, your margin is obviously going up. So, uh, that's kind of how we pivoted and, uh, like how we've done the past few years, uh, being strategic in that way. So uh, excellent insight, man. There's, there's a lot here. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying hearing your journey. But one thing that I'm curious about is the growing pains. So that's a big jump, you know, Go, going from like if your girlfriend didn't love you, you'd be out on the streets to now, you know, <laughs> uh, developing your, your own branded products, uh, you know, several million in annual sales, uh, able to uh, ride some waves. Uh, there were clearly some growing pains that, uh, that that you hit along the way. What are some significant ones? And and really, in terms of you know, as businesses go through their journey, what would you advise them to look out for and say, hey, you know, like, w- w- was it? Did you go sold the whole time? Did you bring on partners? Did you get financing? Was that a big jump? You know, when you had to move in, you know, I'm guessing at some point you probably moved out of a, you know, your parents' attic and moved into, a, you know, a warehouse space. So what were some of the, the growing pains that, uh, that you would say, yeah, the, these are things that look out for. Uh, some of them probably were fun. Some of them were challenging. Some of them were probably downright scary. I'm trying to write notes down because you're, uh, you was asking a few different questions. That I, 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 I have a like, bad habit. Of, I'll forget. I have a bad habit <laughs> of doing that. So you could just stop me any time, but let, we'll, we'll keep it no, simple. What cool. are some of the growing the pains that you had? Uh, so again, like having your cash surplus, like having that, a lot of my, luckily, like I've, I've read a lot of books and 
the smartest thing that you can do is learn from other people's mistakes. That's mm-hmm. the best piece of wisdom out there. Like learn from other people's mistakes. So when I constantly was seeing these people run into issues from overspending, like they, they win, they spend it all. They win, they spend it all. Like, so you get into that. I saw so many people failing because I'm like, I don't want to do that. So how do I not do that? Okay. I need to like, if I get a win, pretend like I didn't get it. Like just, just keep pretending like I didn't get it for a while until like, and obviously that'll start building up your cash surplus. Like you'll have more cash on hand. And I don't know of anybody that would rather have less money on hand than more money on hand. Like, so that's something that I learned from other people's mistakes. And luckily I never had to go out for uh, like, I'm the only owner. I don't have any partners. I've, I've done it, literally bootstrapped it from the ground up. When I got fired, I think I had right at $5,000 to my name. So that like, that's how I got it started. I just took that bought a little bit of car audio with it. Obviously it wasn't that much. Um, but, and I was terrified, like, I'm like, this is all the money that I have. I'm living with my parents, like, because we're getting, I, I kind of started in Mississippi or whatever. But um, I'm like, this is every cent that I have, I'm putting into car audio to try to resell it. What if I can't sell it? I'm just stuck with it. So, something that I, I can't remember where I saw it at, but uh, they said at the end of the day, if you can't sell it, you can at least sell it for what you have in it because obviously becoming a dealer for something you're like, there's margin in there for you to sure, make for yeah. profit. So if you're like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I need to liquidate this stuff. You just list it for what you have uh, in it. And more than likely it's going to sell pretty fast because everywhere else is selling it for the price that it's supposed to be sold for. So um, I just did that with the $5,000 did it again, did it again, did it again. And it just got to where, uh, and again, I was terrified at that point for the $5,000. But as you, it's like anything else in life, I guess it, it, the first time you experience something, um, the next time that it happens, it's like, Oh, okay. It's not so bad. Cause like I made it through it. So I'm like, what is it going to take to get that fear again? So I had to do like a $15,000 restock where I'm like, Oh man, there it is. Like that, what if I, what if I can't sell it again? Or like, what if it takes a long time? I don't have any money. So, uh, that just grows over time. They say like everybody's problems are the same. Uh, the numbers or the zeros at the end of the problems change, like they get bigger. So, mm-hmm. Now, like we're to the point of where we're making millions of dollars on our restock orders, but it's our own product. Like when we send over orders for products, it's like I think our biggest one's like 2.8 million. So you have to put like a 30% deposit down on this stuff to get the production going on that. So it's a lot of money to shell out. But once you've I've done it so many times uh, now, I kind of know like what the blueprint is because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I've done this, this like I don't know hundreds of times at this point, like I've invested everything I have and it's reaped this. Okay. Let me do it again. And the numbers just keep growing because, um, I, I don't know, staying consistent and what you do. And especially if you find something that's working for you, like, uh, you can, you can tweak and tune along the way, but the, the core of it needs to remain pretty much the same because I know, okay, this brought me this reward. If I put X amount more dollars in there. It should bring me this reward. Okay, that happened. Let's do it again and again and again. So, whereas when I was trying to get five thousand dollars in return the first time, now it's just millions of dollars. And and in saying that, it's definitely not bragging. Um, I, I found that 
something that makes me the happiest is seeing other people, my other, my team members win alongside me when I have, like I said, I've been giving, even when I didn't have anything to give, like I was giving my time or like helping my neighbor, like old lady cut her grass every week for free because she couldn't afford it. And I didn't mind. It was right next door. So mm-hmm. just, I was giving in that way just to help people out. But as your success grows and if you're a People say that money is going to make you uh, more of what you are. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you're already um, an asshole before you get money, you're it's going to be inflated like no other. But if you're a giver, like and 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 you're a nice person, it just amplified that for me. So I've been able to give. <laughs> Uh, crazy things to people that mean a lot to me and it's, it's made me very ha- happy to be able to do that. But seeing my team members that uh, are here at down for sound at the headquarters, like they pull up in their new, like, like the other day, my front office manager got a brand new truck and he's like, Hey man, come on here and check out my truck. I'm like, go out. I'm like, man, that's awesome, dude. Like, I mean, me personally, like I'd have like a 07 Chevy with 384,000 miles on it. Like I don't care about, I'm not a really materialistic person. Like I wear down for sound t-shirts, some $20 shorts. And my, my wife buys me shoes like once a, a year. And she's like, I know if I didn't buy you these shoes, you would be walking around with holes in your shoes. Cause I'm just like material things to me at this point in time, just like, don't bring me a lot of happiness. I'm more of an experience guy. Like, yeah. Hey, let's go, like, let's go visit this place. Like, let's go do this experience or whatever. So anyway, but seeing others alongside me, get their uh, dream truck or their dream house. And they tell me, I'm like, man, that's awesome, man. Like, and I know that they're on my team and it's because they're here and it's because of me staying consistent. And obviously if I went out of business, it would make it really hard for them to achieve their goals as well. So uh, that's something that brings me a, a lot of um, happiness is seeing other people win alongside me. So very fulfilling. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you've mentioned several times that you like to read, and I'm guessing that you've been reading some good books because you picked up some pretty solid principles along the way. What are your book recommendations? Like what, 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 what are some of the ones that, that you've read? And, and I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here, but I think it's important because, you know, what, what has influenced you and guided, guided your path? Yeah. Um, as far as book, I need, I definitely need to write this down because, uh, people like when I go on podcasts, they usually ask me what, what books I recommend (laughs) or which ones I like the most. Um, I went into a phase and I, I definitely need to be better about this and get back into reading books. But I went through, I probably read, I mean, between reading actual paperback and doing audio books, probably over a hundred books and like self help business, like things like that, like all your top books that you have. Um, I have like, and there, I, I more so remember the people that I read their books by, if I can't remember the name of the book, I remember the people and I follow them. Uh, one of them is, uh, Grant Cardone, like I've read all of his books. Uh, I know he's really controversial. Like some people think he's a fraud. Some people think he's awesome or whatever, but it helped me a lot, especially getting started. Like I'm like, yeah, 10 X everything. Let's, let's go. Like, let's, I gotta do better. I gotta, so it helped like get me going in that way. Um, I like Jocko Willink. Uh, I can't remember his, the name of his book. Um, wait, is 
it's like extreme accountability or something, but it was a great one. And basically owning up, like you taking control of your life. And when you, when you screw up, like own it, like, Oh uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, But anyway, Oh, extreme ownership is the name of the book, but that was a good one because it's so easy to slide into like a a victim mindset. Like, Oh, poor me. Like uh, uh, I can't do this. I can't ever be like that because of this or whatever. Like, no, and, and so that one was good, and I'll I'll end on uh, David Goggins. Uh, I really enjoyed his book. Um, he's a ex Navy SEAL, or he actually went through SEAL training like three different times, and he's still to this day is a bad mf'er. <laughs> like he's he's still out there running ultra marathons, like all these years later, and he talks about that. He's like uh, so many people that I went to SEAL training with, uh, or I was SEALs with, they're overweight, they're because they quit doing what they did when they were that person and he remained the same. So he's been reaping the rewards for that. And, um, anyway, so he's a more, he's not going to approach you. Like his book is really harsh reality, uh, but it explains like how he came up and he went through very hard life and turned it into what it is now. So it it was a really uh, good read and inspirational and it'll make you want to go out there and like get after it. So, uh, those are a few that I recommend. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So we're, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of get to the end of, uh, you know, of this interview here, but, uh, if people are interested in learning more about you, uh, I mean, you said that you're pretty active on social media. What, 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 what's the best way for them to follow you or, uh, you know, learn more about your company? Uh, how do how do you like people to reach out? Yeah. Uh, my personal Facebook page, like if people are more interested in following me, like for personal things or whatever, like sharing, I mean, I share business tips on there, uh, like all the time and also a bunch of family stuff, but if they're more interested, so that my name is Jonathan price. So it's, it's just that on Facebook. Um, but on like Instagram and like, uh, the life. So that's going to be the life of price is going to be Instagram, a Facebook page and YouTube. And then my business name and pages are down for sound. So you can look those up on like Instagram and Facebook as well. So collectively we have, uh, over a million followers, like, uh, through all the, um, pages, my, my personal page is one of my smallest ones, but I think that's more of a close knit type of thing. If people are actually wanting to follow my personal page, I think they're really interested in knowing me on a more personal level. And, uh, we're getting together like a thing. Cause so many of them are like, Hey, can you help me with my business? I got this question or that question. So we're in the works of right now, like putting together like a, a mentorship program to help people out with, uh, where we'll have like a, a monthly, um, enter or monthly zoom call where everybody can join in if they want to. And, uh, we'll be going over, say like one question that is a common question. There's, I mean, I'm sure every time I do one session, it's going to lead to another question and another question. So, um, anyway, it's my way of like kind of giving back and helping people out. And I know the people that follow my personal page will be, uh, pretty interested in that, I believe. So, yeah, I was going to say, if people are interested in that mentorship, uh, should they follow you on your personal page? Is that the best way to uh, get that information and keep up with that? 
Yeah, we'll be, uh, once we get it, it's almost ironed out, uh, but once we get that, like, finalized, I'll be sharing it probably on all of my social medias, like, my, especially my uh, personal page, but also the other pages, my Instagrams, Facebook, Snapchat, like, because I have people at least daily asking me, like, hey, what do you think about this in my business, or how did you do this, or mm-hmm. what credit card do you use, whatever it might be. So uh, that's, um, like, I'm getting it all the time, so I need to make it where people can have. And it'll also be, like, a library that people will be able to go back and, like, learn from it in the future if they want to. So let's go ahead and uh, kind of wrap up with this. I'm going to give you some time. You know, you do you do mentorship what would you advise? I mean, our listeners, marketing management money, we target small businesses. So, you know, what, what would, what would you say is a major takeaway for, for our audience here from what you've learned? Uh, A major one again is going to be the, like getting a mentor uh, to help you fast track your way. Two is uh, doing something that if you can, I know it's not always possible, but if you can get into something that you actually like to do, that's going to definitely help you. Like it'll be a lot easier to make money uh, with doing something you already like to do versus going out and trying to do something just to make money because you don't know, like you Mm. don't really know anything about it. I mean, you could, I don't know. You could be a uh, person that loves golf, like go, like go do that. But uh, again, if you go after the money, you're probably not going to end up in the money alone. You're not going to end up in something that you love to do. And there's some time in the future you're like, this isn't worth it, man. Like I'm, I'm so tired of being a chef. Like I'd rather be like, doing something in golf or yeah, yeah. whatever it might be yeah. like you, you have to go do this because you have to pay the bills, but your everyday dream is like doing something else. And you're like, man, so you end up that I think is one of the uh, leading causes of burnout people, because if a person, in my opinion, if they really love what they're doing, like, I mean, I can work all day doing car audio, car audio sales, like strategizing different things to do with the business. And like the next thing I know, I'll be here for 15 hours or whatever, but it doesn't seem like that to me because like it's, it's fun and it doesn't, obviously it doesn't hurt to like get a good reward from it either, but it doesn't start that way. So as long as you stay consistent and doing the same thing, um, it, the money will come in time, but you just have to stay consistent and true to yourself and um, it'll come. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you've been listening to Jonathan Price, Downforce Sound. Uh, you can reach out to him on social media if you're interested in any of the car audio or uh, mentoring social media. Man, it, uh, quite a bit there. And uh, thank you for tuning in to the podcast, Marketing, Management, and Money. I am your host, Ryan Murray, and we will catch you next time with another episode and future interviews. Thanks so much for joining us.